Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Uh, Today, I'm going to have a great show. I've got Pete Ryan. He is the co-founder and co-CEO of CoSell. And we're going to talk about, you know, how to get two sales organizations within one company to come together in a way that we maximize our ability to sell. And it's going to be a fascinating conversation because ultimately at the end of the day, it's about how much revenue we bring into our organizations because that keeps the lights on, that allows us to expand, that allows us to make a bigger impact. And uh, I'm Umar Hamid, your host, and the website you can reach me on is No Limit Selling. And if you go there, we've got this plan to help you double your sales this year. Go check it out. And I want to welcome Pete. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Umar. Appreciate you having me. It's really interesting. Just within a sales organization, you have different people in the sales organization. You have some A players that walk on water, do magnificent things. And then you've got the B players that do a good job. And then you've got some C players that maybe they should do something else. So kind of what are your thoughts on that? Why do we have those three food groups in a sales organization? And how do we uh, get more B players to step into the A column? Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, this kind of brings me back to, you know, as head of enterprise sales at Trello, right? So, um, you know, Trello project management software. And so I think, um, you know, that every team is going to have, have that, right? You're going to have your A players, B players, and hopefully not any C players, right? But the reality um, is we got them. Yeah, it, totally. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think how you manage up the B players, right, is um, getting them on a cadence, right? And that I've always found that to work because that's working. By cadence, me. you mean? Um, cadence meaning, you know, um, just like very, like regular, regular checkups, right? Around, you know, um, where, where's your pipeline at, right? And if, you're, if your pipeline is there, let's dig into it and, you know, figure out like where the, where, where the reps are kind of falling flat in the sales process. Right. And so if the pipeline's not there, then unfortunately we have to go to activity. Right. And I think similar to like working out, right. There's kind of this compounding effect that you have um, and doing it regularly. Right. And so that's why I was like leaning back at the cadence. And I think that's more of like a, you know, management uh, strategy more than anything. Um, I think that, for you know, everyone in sales these days is just having a really difficult time with prospecting. I think, especially you know, um, with this tidal wave, which has been the pandemic, right? You know, um, buyers—they're um, not at their desk phones anymore, right? They're getting inundated with so many emails. Um, LinkedIn, which used to be like you know, when you get an email, you're like, "Awesome, I got an email," <laughs> and now it's you know, just what is flooded, flooded within mails. And so um, I think, you know, feel like being able to fill the top of the funnel is, is a challenge that every company and every sales team is facing. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'd love to chat about it, but, you know, I've, I've got a lot to say in this regard, but um, 
Yeah, yeah we're going to get there. So yeah. one of the things before we go deeper into this topic really is people that are the best at their craft. It could be uh, track and field stars, it could be salespeople, it could be whatever. People at the top of their field are always looking for what's that freaking edge I can use to improve just a little bit. If I get that little bit and there's that constant need for improvement and nothing massive. And yeah. so we're talking about, you know, those phone conversations. Yeah. If we could figure out, you know, I don't care about the entire sales call because I think right. it's totally crap, but I do care about the first six seconds. Like if I could make you world-class the first six seconds, then you get the next minute of conversation. Then we can focus on the first minute of conversation and slowly. So I think part of it is cadence and part of it is really getting people to buy into the fact that I need to be improving and my sales manager is going to help me. Nothing big, but what's the smallest thing I can focus on this week? And it just compounds as we go. Yeah. Yeah. And it it feels like, um, you know, mindset, it plays so much into that, right? Because if you're, if you're, you're, um, you know, waking up up every day, right. And you're, you're um, happy and excited about what you're doing. um, You know, you're going to achieve great things. And I think like in order for you to get to the, even to that point um, there's obviously, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right. And like all that bottom layer kind of has to be taken care of. Survival. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, which is, you know, which has become really difficult in the like pandemic, right? And I think, um, you know, people are kind of earning for this, you know, human connection, right? And it's, it's, you can get it kind of through Zoom, but it's still, you know, it's still difficult. So I think a lot of companies have had to rethink how they're engaging their salespeople. Um, I think, I think personally, right? Um, you know, like sales can be a very manic, depressive job, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like one day you're just on top of the on top of the world, you just close the steel, and then the next you're kind of you falling flat on your face. And so um I, I love I love what you do in your in your business, right? Because you really get down to the core of you know what motivates people and yeah, drives yeah. them, right? And and so um I personally you know, we talked about this last time, right? But for me, um Hakomi, right, has been a, a game changer, which is essentially guided meditation, right? And so I'll jump on, you know, once a week with Mike Williams. He's based here in Austin. We'll Hello, jump Mike. on. <laughs> hey, Mike. Um, uh, great guy. Uh, I, obviously, he's been doing this for, you know, nearly a decade, right? And before this was even really a, a popular thing to do. And I wouldn't even say it's a popular thing. It's just, it's become more well-known, which is doing these guided meditation med- meditations and like, you kind of go to these places in your subconscious that um, you know you're, you're typically just not going to go, and you can uncover a lot of kind of past experiences that have molded molded you today, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. before we go into your career more, which I want to do, one last thought on it is really intriguing that you get a sales rep that has a good freaking day, and they right. get some wins on the board, and certain salespeople will take their foot off the gas. Yeah. And it's really intriguing. And other salespeople are like, yeah, that was yesterday. Now, well, what do I need to do? And they just put the foot in the gas. And if we can just figure out what mental block gets them to ease up and change that, and that's kind of been my life's work. But let's dig down to your career. You're like uh, at Trello and you get absorbed by who? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm at Trello, right? And I, you know, I've been in sales for 10 years at this time, right, I started off at Oracle and then LinkedIn, then Double Dutch, then started my own company, and then landed at Trello. 
which um, was really my uh, favorite work experience I've ever had, right? And so Trello gets acquired by Atlassian, right? And Atlassian's this, uh, you know, Australian company. That, uh, go ahead. What'd you say? Behemoth. Uh, behemoth, huge, huge company. And so, um, you know, I think at the time Atlassian has like 100,000 customers. Uh, Trello has, you know, maybe around 500 enterprise customers. So I was really excited about the acquisition, right? Because it was like, now we're able to kind of, you know, leverage the Atlassian sales team to get in front of more accounts, right? Um, And so, uh, um, you know, I think one learning we had really quickly was that doing, you know, leveraging um, the Atlassian sales team was just, that that was a... um, a huge undertaking, right? Because you, you have two different CRMs, right? Which, you know, we're both on Salesforce. We created this Slack channel called referrals for sales. So, you know, someone from the Trello side would go in there and say, Hey, you know, who on that lasting side has a relationship at, Gen- at General Electric, right? And then, you know, Jill would raise her hand and she'd say, Hey, that's me. Let me make the intro. Right. And, and so that's kind of, um, you know, that, that in itself, like turned on this idea for Cosal, which is a company I recently co-founded. And, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pause, pause there. For a minute. We'll go to Cosell in a minute. So what you described is a wet dream for a salesperson. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Right. I'm going to ask who I want. And somebody from the other side that has a relationship is going to put up her hand and say, I'm going to do a warm introduction. So A, yeah. did that happen? And uh, what actually happened in real life? Yeah. So what, what happened in real life was that um, the Trello sales team would like a- ask for the warm intro you know, I'd say eight, eight out of 10 times, right? The warm intro would actually happen, right? Because, um, you know, generally we're, we're all part of the same company, right? So there's aligned incentives there. And we, um, the, the issue though is like we were never able to really celebrate any sort of success, right? From like, is it, you know, the deal would close, right? From the warm intro. And, um, and I think, you know, I, it, I mean, Everyone probably listening, right, understands the value of referrals and warm intros over just like a cold outreach. And so, um, you know, it, uh, it, it was impossible to track. We ended up doing this like externally also with partners. So, you know, there was a company called Unito that integrates with, with Trello. And, um, you know, we would, you know, send over a spreadsheet of all of our prospects and customers and they would go through it and do a VLOOKUP to find out like where there's overlap and then we do the warm intros, but it just like simply didn't scale. There were like these security issues right around it of like sharing customer data, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, um, it, th- that was the reality, right? Is it, it, it worked. We were able to drive some business from it, but it, we couldn't really scale or automate it. Right. Um, and, and so that's, you know, again, that's kind of what, has led me to, uh, you know, my life's work, I would call it, right? It's like what I'm working on now is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Cool. So tell me about, let's go back to that just for a moment, then we'll go to Cosell because it's really important. For sure. Is what you mentioned was, you know, there wasn't a way to really celebrate what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And even though it's the same company, this is a difference in uh, me getting public recognition for I helped you land G, GE as an account. Right. And so that's like basic psychology 101. So why do you think that was missed? Yeah, it you know it was um 
you know, when you don't have, you know, I'm going to say it's because of software, right? It's, you know, when you don't have software where every, wherever there's one single source of truth for this type of activity, yes, um, things are going to fall through the cracks, right? Because it's all happening offline. And so, you know, when you think about um, just, you know, technologies that have popped up in the last couple of years, right? Um, you know, for instance, like Gong and Chorus and Jiminy, right? For, you know, call call recording, right? And being able to coach reps, right? Like, that that was a um, that was a big you know fundamental shift right in how salespeople operate and a lot of sales salespeople threw their hands up and said oh I don't want to be recorded but you know um, at the end of the day it's like this whole this like black box is now like revealed right to the whole company and all the, all this like new co- coaching can happen to up level talent right and so um, that, that's that's how I would respond to that right is you you know when there's when there, you're missing technology to to fill that gap, right, of things that are happening yeah, online. And when you make it easy yeah. for people to do, if you got to go to another spreadsheet and go here and do that, it's, nobody does extra work. So you came right. up with the, oh Lord, we need something new. And who thought of Cosell? And how did you? How did the partners come together? And who are your co-founders? Yeah. So um, you know, a- after we after we kind of saw what happened with Atlassian, right, and and like being able to co-sell internally, being able to co-sell it externally, um, you know, I I brought on an advisor. His name name's Brendan Cassidy. He's now now a co-founder at Cosell, nice. but um, you know, he had been thinking about this problem for a long time, right? Because um, you know, we were both at LinkedIn. He was employee fifteen at LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I was I was early, not quite as early as he was, but. Um, yeah, I probably joined around, you know, between 200 and 250, um, employees. And so we always thought like, oh, LinkedIn is for sure going to solve this problem, right? Because you have all the professional, the professional data, the professional graph, you can kind of see who's connected to who, but, um, you know, I think, you know, when, when, you know, it just like, hasn't been LinkedIn's real focus, right? It's been, um, you know, about growing the LinkedIn ecosystem, right? And, and you know, the recruiting business, that's like the largest business of LinkedIn, right? Um, and so, you know, the, you know, so Brendan joined, right, as a co-founder, he was like, hey, how, how do I get involved here, right? Which is, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have him because just because he's been a, you know, VP of sales, CRO, you know, many times over. Um, and then we uh, we met up with Andrew Burleson, who's um, our CTO, and I know him through Atlassian. Right. And so, yeah, we, we kind of have, we're excited, right? It's like this perfect storm of, you know, demand gen has just gotten so crazy hard. Salespeople are earning for, for uh, something, you know, to break, you know, allow them to break into accounts. Companies want to go at it, not alone, but rather together. And, and then, you know, we have, we have this team, it's like kind of all coming together and, you know, it feels, it feels right, you know, compared to nice. my last part, for sure. So. So tell us about Cosell, what does it actually do? And uh, walk me through like a real life example of uh, two organizations playing well together. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, um, you know, I'll just, I'll first talk about like, what is our, what is our vision? What's our mission? And then I'll mm-hmm. talk about like, what, what Coselling is and how it works. So. Really, our, our, our vision, right, is to make sales more human, right? Because it's become so transactional um, and, and so, you know, so transactional. And it's kind of gone from, you know, door to door to phone to email to LinkedIn. 
And, and now it's like, you know, sales teams are sending like uh, handwritten cards and gift that everything kind of goes like in, in a we'll circle. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, you know, we, our, our vision right, is to make more uh, sales more human. Really how we do that is to by unlocking relationships um, between partners, right? So companies that are going after the same market that are non-competitive or even like channel partners working with um, software manufacturers. Oh, brilliant. And, and we want to create this like network of interconnected CRMs, right? Um, which is like, you know, ultimately this layer that sits on top of all these CRMs where companies can go to market together, right? So they can find overlap where, you know, um, where one company may have a prospect and another has a customer or vice versa. So you can drive, you know, warm intros, share sales insights. So it's kind of like this community intelligence for um, companies that are looking to go to market together. Um, and so, you know, I think th- there's, um, uh, you know, h- how it works today, right? Is you, you log in through Salesforce, you invite another partner, and then CoSell does all the heavy lifting of finding out where there's this like this overlap, which in some cases is like millions of rows of data, right? Um, between companies that we're right. then kind of analyzing. So, um, so do you sit, uh, yeah. you're just a Salesforce play. You sit in the middle of Salesforce connecting two Salesforce uh, installations together. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Salesforce, we have CSV uploader, right? So if, you know, if, um, you know, there's uh, a sales rep that wants to sign up, they can sign up and upload a CSV without having to get approvals to connect to Salesforce. And then obviously there's like a whole plethora of all these CRMs, right? There's HubSpot and Zoho and Zend SL. And then, you know, those will all be a fast follow just because, you know, they're just the API docs are a lot more like, uh, um, yeah, easy to, uh, you know, Easy to easy to understand compared to Salesforce. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how Salesforce been as a partner? Uh, we did a deal with Microsoft uh, when I was in the Valley, and Microsoft had a reputation of being just a big, slow, terrible company to work with. And what we found was they were nimble, they were quick, and they were generous with their connections and yeah, making introductions. Yeah. It was like a, a dream partnership, and it was yeah. totally different than we expected. So how has Salesforce been? Yeah. So, you know, um, for us, like we, we haven't yet, um, gotten on their app exchange, right. Cause like right today, right. It's just read access. So, you know, you'll connect to Salesforce, CoSell will sync with it. But we're not actually doing any like read, write. So the plan right, will be to, you know, partner with Salesforce. Um, but yeah, today, today that's, uh, has been the case. I, I, yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't have a whole lot of data points around like the, the, you know, the quality, you know, what, what to expect. Right. So we'll have to go down that path, you know, once we get there. So just remember when you meet their executives, tell them they look incredibly beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. That never fails. Always go, go back to the tried and true. So Pete, give me an example of uh, one of your clients uh, working with another and what's the reality of that and what's the benefit of that? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, like we're, I was just speaking with, um, you know, head of growth about like putting some case studies on our, on our site. Nice. Um, and, and so, yeah, before, before I get in trouble for like, you know, sharing, you know, case study data, I, I can basically like give you case an example names. of how this would work. And, yeah. and so give me a real life example, but change their names and say yeah. stuff like this is not ABC company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah. So just think like uh, zoom and Slack, right. So Zoom is going um, after a very similar market to Slack, right? But they're non-competitive. Right. I was actually recently in the Atlanta airport and I saw, you know, it was like a, 
it was a, a billboard, right? Said, you know, Zoom and Slack better together, right? So it's like the, the perfect uh, type of partnership. And so, you know, Zoom, right? They're having like these parallel conversations to Slack. And so Zoom is, you know, um, you know uh, reaching out to the same buyer. And, and, and so, and they're likely both on like two different Salesforce instances. And, um, and so, you know, we, we would really go to the VP of sales or CRO at, at Zoom or even like the head of partnerships at, at Zoom or Slack and say, Hey, you know, I see you have a partnership with, with Slack. Let's power that on CoSell, right? And so, you know, the CRO or partner manager or partnership person would sign up and then they would invite the sales team, right? And so once the sales team's invited, they're really the end users, right? Because they're the ones that are driving the co-selling. Right. And so they, they would log in and really what they would see is like the overlaps that they specifically own. Um, and so, you know, if I'm a sales rep, I'm, I have uh, 200 named accounts. I want to see what, you know, what, what accounts can I actually leverage, you know, Slack, right? My partner to, to get in front of, right? And, and so, um, you know, through CoSell, I can request an intro into, in, into an account. And, um, you know, I think it's like, you know, warm intros, referrals are like 40x, you know, higher conversion than cold outreach. So oh, it's, it's yeah. a big deal, right? And so um, about half of our customers are paying. So we, you, we obviously have like paying customers, then a bunch of free users that are just like tied in with these paying customers on CoSell. Half of them have closed at least one deal, right? Through CoSell, like one partner nice. deal within the first uh, two months of using CoSell. So there it's, it's working. Right. And so um, I think that the biggest challenge for most companies, right. Is like, how do you get partnerships and sales to work together? And um, yeah. How, how do you get them to stay in sync? Right. And, and so like, there is this fundamental shift that has to happen among salespeople where, you know, the playbook that is being run today, right. Of just sending scorching the earth with a million emails and a million calls and, you know, doing all this automation. Um, yeah, that's just seeing diminished returns and, you know, prospects are fatigued. And so, Definitely. You know, so let me uh, ask you, uh, so zoom salesperson reaches out to Slack. Slack says, you know, Hey, I've got a really great relationship at T Rowe price. Uh, right. zoom person closes that deal. Is there any commission or is it a thank you or like, what's the transactional nature to keep this going? Yeah. You know, mo most, uh, it, it, that's the, that's the great question, right? Cause it's like, what, what's in it for me, right? That's always the question, uh, you know, um, question that salespeople uh, ask, right. Is, um, you know, it's, it's kind of happening offline today, right. Which is, you know, deal ends up closing. And then, you know, in some cases a 10, 20, 30% referral goes to the company, right. That made the intro. Um, you know, we, we actually look to power that eventually, right. And do the payment processing. So it can all happen on platform. Um, but you know, majority of companies, right. They'll send over the referral agreement and it's kind of a, you know, because we're able to connect to the Salesforce, you know, Salesforce, right. We'll know when a deals close one that was, you know, as a result of an intro. So at least we can share that data, but all the payment happens offline. Nice. So what's the biggest block from you guys really taking off? Like what's the, cause in concept, it sounds great. Yeah. And it's like, you know, would you buy this product? Absolutely. 100%. And then you come out with the product and you say, you know, that's going to be a thousand dollars. They're like, well, not so fast. So uh, what do you think could be a barrier of you guys actually going big? 
Yeah. So I think um, we, we have to get a lot right with re- regards to product, right? I think um, our go-to-market fit, it's very clear, right? That there's a ton of pain, right? Uh, among heads of sales and sales teams, like breaking into accounts. Um, obviously, you know, there's more companies than ever before that are getting funded, right? And so, you know, you have this kind of lower, lower, uh, t- uh, you know, uh, tier of, you know, uh, startups, earlier startups, right? that are then having to compete with like these huge, um, huge enterprises. Right. And so, you know, going at it alone, um, I think that those days are kind of over, right. It's, you know, I think the companies that have, um, you know, if you, if you look at any like massive company, right. Right. Most of them have really, um, doubled down in, in the ecosystem play. Right. And when you look at kind of early days with Salesforce, like they were ahead of the game in the enterprise and creating the app exchange. Right. And so um, that's ultimately how, how you create a platform, right, around your business and a moat. And, and so, um, you know, I think the, the companies that are looking at co-selling, um, you know, and saying, hey, this is, this is the path that we want to take, right, um, will, you know, will um, likely be rewarded, right? And I think it's, it's it, you know, I think with what we've seen, it's like, the companies that are um, adopting adopting co-selling right and partnerships um, have a, comp- a competitive dis- disadvantage or a competitive advantage, right? Right. And I think over time, you know, what we may see is like the companies that are not adopting this, they'll be at a competitive disadvantage, right? For for not kind of jumping on it. And so, um, I think for personally as a company, though, I think it's like you know we have to get a lot right with product, right? But I think you know. Um, that's really that's really what keeps me up at night, if I'm being honest, right? But um, it's, it's likely a uh, a concern of you know most founders, right? Absolutely, uh, Pete. We're going to keep an eye on what you guys are doing. It's a brilliant, brilliant idea. In the past, you know, we've done deals with other companies, and they always fall apart because of the infrastructure in place. And also because of that, uh, then you start getting more distant and then it's like, ah, but what were we thinking? So I think this is going to be a a really, really great play. Thank you for bringing it out and thank you for being on the show. And before you go, can you share one mind hack, a simple trick that you use that helps you become more productive or close more deals? For sure. Yeah. So um, this is kind of a a Trello plug, right? Which is um, I, I set up recurring cards, right? Every day that on, on Trello, right? And so every day I get this list filled with tr- recurring Trello cards, right? So I'll have one card for like, you know, meditation, another one for, um, for working out, another one for, um, uh, you, know, uh, wor- you know, putting in 10 to 12 hours a day in work, another one for, you know, did I spend time with my fiance? And so I have these reoccurring cards and then I move them to a list, right? In Trello. Nice. And then I push that list to like another board where it's stored and it counts up all the cards. So by the end of the week, I can look at, okay, like of the, you know, how did I do, how did I fill my jar up with like the things I was looking to accomplish that are nice. Again, these are, these are like, um, you know, kind of like uh, personal things, but I think the personal stuff that you work on really affects a lot of the the work pieces. Right. And so um, like the working out and meditation like that, that affects, you how well you do at your job right and so um yeah that's kind of just a little hack i've I've discovered and so uh yeah it's what i i recommend it and if anyone has any questions about how to set it up happy to 
Happy to We're going to put all your links in the show notes so people can find Cosal and you and your hack. And just one last thought before we leave. I had two nights of not good sleep three nights ago. And so yesterday, I play squash every morning. I didn't play yesterday, but I played this morning after a good night's rest and not playing yesterday. Yeah. And I was a freaking animal today. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so sometimes you need to take a rest no matter what you're doing to just right. charge up the batteries. So you do your very best. And uh, Pete, thanks so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation. Likewise. Thanks, thanks a lot, Umar. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. Thank you.